Hey, 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 welcome back. It's your favorite host, the one, the only, Simi Sidhu. And I'm back with another banger episode on everyone's favorite, Unfolding Society's Burn Book, where every page enlightens the world. On today's episode, we will be talking about transgender sports, but especially focusing around what can be done to ensure transgender inclusivity in sports. Before we start talking about transgender inclusivity, if they are, if they aren't, what we can do, anything along the lines of inclusion, we need to understand them, get to know them, get to know what they go through or what happens to them. So I want you to think about something. What do you know about transgender athletes or what do you know about transgender inclusivity in sports? Take a second or a minute. You don't have an answer? That's okay. At first, I didn't have an answer either. But I did more research and I got to educate myself and really learn the topic. I didn't know where to start, but when I did start researching, the first thing I noticed that I was wrong about to assume was that I thought this would only be about elite level athletes only, but I was wrong. This can start from any age, any category, from basic to Olympic. I came across this fascinating article called The Battle Over Trans Athletes in American Schools Heats Up. In this article, there are different stories of different transgender athletes who are having problems to participate in sports at their high schools. The one story that I want to share with you is about Esme Silverman. Esme Silverman is a transgender athlete. This year, she will be trying out for the girls team instead of the boys team. Esme Silverman is 18 years old. She's been taking a combination of estrogen and testosterone. These are blockers that will help her become a woman. Before I tell you why they are required, First, let me tell you what they are. These blockers are necessary because these are what determine the level of a person being a woman or a man. And the level of it is how they decide if they qualify enough to be a woman or qualify enough to be a man. For becoming a woman, your levels need to be lower if you were a man previously. To become a man, if you were a woman before, your your levels need to be matching in the male range. It is a requirement for her to take these is to lower her levels and to show that she is a woman and that she can be able to perform and participate in the women's category. You might be confused, you might be thinking what's so important about this, but the thing is elite level transgender athletes or Olympic level transgender athletes have to take these blockers to actually verify that they are able to play in that gender category that they want to. And I feel like this is very important because look, look at how much dedication these students are putting in just to be included. I feel like we should be seeing this and it's not talked about. So now we are seeing this and we're hearing about this and things like this is why we can make a difference and show the world that yes, look at what they're putting in effort. We should be able to put some effort back and show them something in return. Just to clarify, Testosterone and estrogen are two types of blockers, and these are for your hormones. Different types of athletes take these because everyone's bodies are different, so everyone has to take different levels or different amounts. We're going to shift gears a bit, and we're going to talk about another famous transgender athlete. His name is Chris Mosher. We're going to be talking about Chris because he shared a story on a recent interview that I feel like A lot of people don't hear from transgender athletes or wouldn't expect. Chris is a transgender advocate and he is a triathlete 
and a duathlete. For those who don't know, a triathlon is an endurance multi-sport race consisting of swimming, cycling, and running over various distances. And a duathlon is an athletic event that consists of running by laying, followed by cycling, and then another running. Chris won his first triathlon in the women's category. Yes, Mr. Mosher did have a great win, but Mr. Mosher did not feel happy with this because he felt like he had no longer identified as a woman. While transitioning, Mr. Mosher was very concerned about his sports career. When Mr. Mosher did come out about his change and who he really was, he also made a change to his sports career. He went from being a triathlete to a duathlete. And this is why I want to share Chris's story. The reason why Chris switched from a triathlete to a duathlete is something that we don't hear about often, but we should. Chris changed from triathlons to duathlons because it wasn't the swimming portion that was hard for him, or he couldn't do it, or he didn't like it, but it was the fact that he had to come in a swimming suit to the events and didn't have access to change rooms. Could you imagine not having access to washrooms, change rooms, or locker rooms? Definitely not. I couldn't and I know you couldn't either. So it's very unfair that transgender athletes have to go through this. And unfortunately, Chris did give up swimming because he didn't have access either. Here in Chris's case, we can see that transgender athletes are constantly facing these barriers over and over again, which we need to get rid of. 2016 was a big year for Chris. He tried to change the transgender policy in sports. Why he tried to change the policy was to create change for transgender athletes. In 2015, he made his first USA national team in the sprint duathlon, but he knew he couldn't compete in the world championships in 2016 because of the policy which transgender athletes needed a full external and internal lower surgery to participate. Chris didn't believe this was called for. He knew it was going to be a very conversational year for him, with everyone asking what's in his pants. Therefore, Mr. Mosher got lawyers and challenged to change the policy. After in time, November 2015, it was announced for January 2016 the new guidelines that removed the surgery and loosened the requirements for transgender athletes to be able to participate. This is another great example for us to see how much dedication these athletes have and put in so they can be included. Chris was able to change the policy, but to compete in other events, transgender athletes like himself still have to do other requirements. Chris, alongside other transgender athletes, have to take testogen. They have quite a process that requires the athletes to fill out many forms and document everything. He must make sure he is a typical male range to be able to compete in the men's category. Although, just because you meet the requirements doesn't mean these athletes are welcomed or fully included. This would follow back to access to change rooms, treating them as your other competitors and not singling out, using proper pronouns and inclusive phrases or language, avoiding stereotypes, and these are the simple ways we can include and welcome transgender athletes. Before we move onwards, let's hear from our sponsors. What is Coca-Cola? Is it an excuse to get together? Since 1886, Coca-Cola has been passing on smiles from generation to generation. We've been giving kids scholarships, like the early birds and the all-nighters. And you get to enjoy what matters most. Coca-Cola. Drink up. Next, we will be moving on to a Q&A with our special guest, an interview Q&A with transgender athlete Jessica Flat. Unfortunately, due to the time zone, since we are in different provinces, we couldn't do an audio interview, but Ms. Jessica Flat was very kind to send answers back to me instead through email. 
Before we get into the Q&A, let me tell you about Jessica Flat. Jessica Flat is a professional ice hockey player with the PWHPA and advocate for transgender rights. She played for the Toronto Furies in Canadian Women's Hockey League and was the first transgender woman to play in the now defunct CWHL. Miss Flat grew up in Brick Grove, Ontario. She played hockey for her whole life. She quit when she was 18 or 19 to focus finding happiness in her life. About seven years later and a transition later, she decided to come back to playing hockey, starting with a recreational league, but shortly after she wanted to see how competitive she could play. That is when her journey in professional hockey started. Jessica competed in duathlons in the summer and won both ones that she competed in in two summers ago. With the ones last year cancelled due to COVID, she also has two dogs and a cat. Now Jessica works as a letter carrier at Canada Post as her day job. The first question I have for Miss Flat is, can you tell us about your experience playing in women's hockey as a transgender woman slash athlete? She replied back saying, my experience has been great. I have been widely accepted by my teammates, coaches, leagues, opponents, and fans of women's hockey. When it came out, I felt a sense of freedom of being able to focus solidly on hockey as myself instead of potentially hiding an aspect of myself. I didn't realize before I came out what a burden that was. Being a transgender woman, I had to get used to the new normal of what my body was physically capable of once I transitioned. And had to stop comparing aspects of what I was able to do before my transition. Next question. Did you have to be tested or somehow show slash prove yourself as a woman to play in the women's hockey? She replied back saying, I dislike the idea that people need to be tested to compete as who they truly are, but I understand it's necessary in elite sports. I know the difference hormones can make in physical abilities. I had to make sure I followed the guidelines the CWHL had regarding trans athletes to be eligible to compete I had to follow guidelines which included having testosterone levels closer to the average cis woman. Mine are much lower. I understand why someone's testosterone of a man, though simply identifying as a woman to play elite female sports, would be an issue. But for recreation leagues, I don't see an issue because many recreation leagues have I've been a part of tend to be co-ed. Next question. I believe transgender people are treated unfairly in sports. What is your opinion and experience that you could share? She replied back saying, I agree too. Many people pass judgment before learning more. People judge based on innocent knowledge. The majority of trans women in sports are seen as inherent advantage because of how they were born, which is incorrect. They are seen by to be cheaters instead of being praised for their worth, ethic, and skill like cis athletes would be. If they're good enough to be athlete competitors or champions, the only explanation people use against them is because they are trans. It ignores the work the athlete puts into the sport. Alternatively, trans men are seen to overcome a natural disadvantage, how they were born, which people use to praise them. But it is based on one idea that men are inherently better, stronger, faster, and how you are born is the only thing that matters next question overall what can you share with us from an inside perspective about transgender athletes would you like to share anything else or tell us anything else she replied back saying honestly we are just like everyone else we want to play sports to the best of our abilities we get a lot of negativity from people who don't know what we go through to play our sport nobody is transitioning simply to dominate a sport we transition to be happy and express who we truly are which in some case includes being really good at a certain sport if we are elite it's not because of how we are born it's because of our talent skill work ethic just like everyone else 
I came out to make the road easier for people who come after me. I think that is the best way to live, trying to make the world a better place in whatever way you can. Last question. Do you think sports are inclusive to transgender athletes? How do you think sports can be more inclusive to transgender athletes? What is anything or something you can tell us about transgender sports inclusivity or anything in general? She replied back saying, I do not think sports are inherently inclusive to transgender athletes overall. I think over the years, we are moving steadily to the right direction, but there's something to be done. I think through education, we can get there. If people are constantly learning and changing their opinions based off information provided us, we will get there. Sports can be more respectful of trans athletes, but that comes with educating the players and those involved. People need to be open and willing to change their opinions based on information provided to them. I've seen from my experiences that people and sports are willing to do so, which is promising. Some are still promoting discriminatory practices such as the recent USA powerlifting changes, which is discouraging, but I think we are overall moving in the right direction towards inclusivity in sports. Thank you so much, Jessica Flatt for the interview. From this interview, there were so many wonderful takeaways from a lot of things. I definitely did not know and understand this much, but I am so glad now that I do. To be more inclusive or before we can do anything else, we need to keep an open mind and not stereotype and not assume because if we are not willing to look past that, we cannot be more inclusive or come up with better solutions. The cause of transgender athletes being excluded can vary from many different things. One of the biggest causes is how we do not have washrooms or change rooms that are inclusive for any gender. Another cause is sometimes transgender athletes are treated differently or looked at in different ways when they are just people. Other causes include people judging transgender athletes, building opinions without knowing them or without talking to them, not using proper pronouns or inclusive language just shows you do not choose or accept the person for who they are. Transgender athletes are driven out of sports at young ages and are not given the opportunity to participate in sports. Sports are extremely important because if you choose to participate, sports builds you as a person and you build a relationship with other people who are your teammates, coaches, and trainers. As a soccer player myself, I have learned so many useful skills from playing sports and that I can apply anywhere in life. Also, it is a place where you can be yourself and you want to be accepted and be able to participate because it is a part of your identity. The main cause is people do not welcome transgender athletes. They have already made their opinions and minds to just say no, without being open-minded or considering anything else. The consequences from these actions include pushing transgender athletes further away, causing more arguments than resolving the situation, denying a chance and opportunity because an athlete is transgender, destroying someone's mental health because they are told they cannot play since they are transgender, and also sets a bad example for youth. The reason why transgender people are not included is that society puts up barriers, assumptions, and prejudges someone before they even know them and chooses to say no over resolving things in a better matter with better solutions. We can be more inclusive to transgender athletes, but it has to be a group effort from all of us. We need to remove no and listen and understand and educate ourselves and stay open-minded. Before we end off, the quote I want to leave with you thinking for this week's episode and for you to make better choices and to be more inclusive to transgender athletes is inclusion is not bringing people into what already exists. It's making a new space a better space for everyone by Dr. George Dia.
Thank you for everyone tuning in and listening to today's episode. Don't forget to check in on Wednesdays for our new episodes. See you on next week's episode where we will be talking about Vancouver's opioid and homeless crisis. This is Unfolding Society's Burn Book where every page enlightens the world. I'm your host, Simi Sidhu, and until next time, bye everyone.